I want to thank you also, and it's an honor to be with you. I've been with you many times and speak with everybody at the Republican Jewish Coalition. I want to thank Matt Brooks and Norm Coleman very, very much, and also the members and staff and supporters of the RJC for their tireless work advancing our values and for their incredible devotion to the Jewish community and to the Republican Party. I'm sitting in the railway station, got a ticket for my destination. Mm. On a tour of one night stands, my suitcase and guitar in hand. And every stop is neatly planned for a poet and a one-man band. Oh, President Trump mentioning my cousin, Norman Coleman, Norman Jr., and the... Um, RJC, that was really cool, actually, that big event in Vegas last weekend, and Trump was great that night. You know, I've been talking all morning long about how it's great that you know, I have a house again, and we can make Thanksgiving living in apartment buildings the last six years in New York City. Didn't really lend to that, you know. We missed our house in Boca. We had big, big events, 22 people at a time for Thanksgiving. Now we've got it again. It'll just be the three of us tomorrow, because my daughter Ava's in college. But uh, it'll be nice. My dad's gone, and... It's not exactly the same, but it'll still be nice. But when I was a little, little boy, I have these, um, well, not vivid memories, but uh, memories of going to my grandmother's house, Florence. Florence Beerman, she was my godmother, my mother's mother. And uh, there'd be a cast of thousands. And my father and my uncle Norman were the two really paternal figures in the family. Anytime anybody needed anything in the family or something happened, it was either Harvey or Norman that took care of it. And Norman, of course, is Norm Coleman's father, and I miss him. I've lost a lot of relatives over the years. I don't miss them all. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> a lot of them I don't care. Uh, but him I do miss, and Norman's mother as well, my Aunt Beverly. So here he is. I'm so proud of him. My first cousin, the former mayor of St. Paul, senator from the great state of Minnesota, and again, obviously a close friend of President Donald Trump, my cousin Norman Jr. Good morning, Norman. How are you? I'm doing fine. And let me just return the the uh, the thought that, that I miss your dad uh, immensely. You know, who showed up at my graduation at the University of Iowa Law School in 1976? Who drove out there? Your dad and your mom. Who yeah. Probably every major event in my life that I can recall, your dad was there. Your dad and my dad were, were strong men. I mean, really strong men. And uh, so, yeah, I just got to tell you, but to your to your listeners, it's a little personal exchange here. But but uh, it, it uh, we we are who we are today because uh, we, we we stood in the shadow of these giant uh, these giant figures, and and uh, sure. uh, we were just blessed to have them. So, your father, so I, I, had, uh, I had to say that. No, you're right. Your all. father, a great war hero, and uh, every yeah. time I watch Saving Private Ryan and those guys storm the beaches in Normandy, I think of your father. At, and by the way, not early morning hours, yes, years old, and 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 he would, you know, he just talked about moving forward. He just kept moving forward yep. and, yep. and uh, you know, wounded at the Battle of Bulge and, and uh, you know, we you know, buried today at Arlington with, with, with my mom. So uh, and I think I quick told you this. Just quick, so when I was in the Senate, he's getting buried at Arlington and I get a call from the, the, the superintendent of Arlington saying to me, Seneca, we have a problem with your dad. He lied when he enlisted. He was too young. Okay, he, he said he was wow. he was seventeen. Wow! And, and he laughed and he said, "We had a lot of those guys, a lot of those folks. They they they, they lied to get into the army, to, you know, to to fight the the Nazis." So, uh, in any case, that's uh, another generation, my friend. 
different time. I was actually at that funeral. I went to Arlington uh, for your dad. It was an amazing, amazing day and a great honor. You spoke that day. It was lovely. And uh, my father not only went to Iowa, my uh, my dear cousin, but anytime you won in Minnesota, every yeah. inauguration speech, it was after that too, by the way. And, and, and we can confess, I, I think he might have knocked down some opponent's lawn signs at about 3 in the morning one year, which I had to say you can't do that. <laughs> it, was, it was the Brooklyn in him. <laughs> true. Now, he was he, – he took it very seriously. He was very, very proud of you. And somewhere right now, the boat's smiling down at the both of us. And I tell you, when Donald Trump mentioned you uh, last Saturday, that was a great speech. It was a great event. I know the great work you've done over the years with the RJC. Tell folks, Norman, exactly what that organization does. So it's on a, re- it's a Republican Jewish coalition, and, and this is our leadership meeting. And, and it, was, it, was, it was fascinating because every – Every contender for 2024 on the Republican side was there. Okay, so keynote speaker handed the event uh, was, was was DeSantis before DeSantis, Nikki Haley. Uh, the night before we had Pence, we had Pompeo, we had we had the 45th president Donald Trump, and and, and, we, and by the way, Chris Christie, Larry Hogan were, were there. Uh, what's interesting is by the way, Chris Christie got a, got a standing ovation from maybe a little over half the group. Uh, Donald Trump got a standing ovation. I got to stop you. Right, I, I, I got to stop you right here because Chris Christie has done a lot of stabbing here in New York. In fact, he went on a show with Boomer Esiason on the fan and ripped the president to shreds. And I still see him on George Stephanopoulos' shows and MSNBC taking shots at Trump. You're telling me those two guys were in the same room and there was no issue? Well, no, no. So Trump came. So Christie was there the day before, but Trump was on. We did his by video. We did Trump and then Bibi Netanyahu. Came okay. and addressed us. I did a I did a video uh, interview with BB, but we did it with uh, Trump was in Mar-a-Lago. He did a video. He was fabulous. Everyone else was there in person. But I'm telling you that that, that Christie, when he got done, got a standing ovation from a part of the crowd. Uh, DeSantis, by the way, got the biggest ovation. Of course, I'll be very blunt. Do- Donald Trump, by the way, is still the leader of the Republican Party. Uh, by all the recent poll came out, Quinnipiac had had uh, DeSantis and Trump pretty close. Uh, Trump may be a little ahead, but Emerson had came out with a poll that had Trump way ahead among Republicans, not among independents where he gets you know, he's getting crushed, uh, but among Republicans. Trump is still, you know, he's still the big dog in, in the party. But DeSantis, I, got, I will tell you, he got the biggest ovation on that Saturday night that, that the, the crowd, he was just, he got him moving. So but the, the interesting thing is that everybody showed up. And everyone is looking to 2024. So the president being in the race, even though he is still the leader, I have to say that up front. And by the way, from a Republican Jewish perspective, uh, he was the best friend that Israel ever yes. had in the White House. So we acknowledge that. There's no I acknowledge that. I did ask him, however, uh, uh, the, the question, I think it was the important question, to say, Mr. President, you've reshaped the Republican Party. Uh, so, so all the working men and women, the, the guys that put in the dock, the, the tradesmen, the, the folks who work in the coffee shop in, near my cabin in northern Minnesota, they're all Republicans today, and they were Democrats before. But I, I said, so you've reshaped the party. Uh, but the challenge is we're getting beaten now in the suburbs. We're, we're, we're starting we're, – we're losing with suburban women. How do we get them back? Because to win – uh, nationwide, we got to get we got to get back oh, somewhat what we had in the suburb. We can't just win with the heartland. We can't just win with with with, with rural America. And so, and I never got, I didn't get an answer to that. But that that remains kind of the challenge for the party. How do we take this this Republican Party that now is the party of the working men and women, and the Democrats are the party of the East Coast and West Coast elite 
they're the, they're the party. You know, you know, yeah, they get their student loan forgiveness, which they they love. So, you know, so the Harvard-educated lawyers are going to get again, not going to have to pay back you know ten, twenty thousand dollars or more worth of their debt. But average working men and women are now in the Republican Party. But we we need that suburbs. We yep. need those college-educated uh, men and women to be on our team in order to win. Uh, and and Trump doesn't do well in that universe. That's a reality. He doesn't. He does. He does poorly. And and so uh, in order to be successful, we have to we have to turn that around. That was a great question. I was hoping you would give me an answer, but uh, maybe he doesn't have one right now. But I will say this. I'm looking for an answer how all of us, not just you, Norman, every television person I watched from outside of Karl Rove, from Jesse Waters to Bill O'Reilly on this show, some of the smartest political people, not that Jesse's one of them, but uh, all had us winning big on Election Day. 54 states, 55 states, red wave we were all wrong. What the F happened? So uh, in states where we had a lousy top of the ticket, we, we, such as Pennsylvania, to be very blunt, okay, Mastriano was a, a disaster. Uh, we lost all the close seats. Uh, we didn't do well, by the way, too, to Dixon, Michigan. We lost the close seats. By the way, I said we, we did get, in the end, end up with about almost 5 million more votes. Republicans right. did than Democrats. And New York, we, we did took, a great and, job. And, 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 but look at yeah. New York. Lee Zeldin runs a good race, okay? We pick up four, seat, four seats uh, and the CatGo seat, which, which that was an open seat. Uh, the reason the Republicans have him, will have now control of the House, the reason Nancy Pelosi has been retired is because of Lee Zeldin and the New York Court of Appeals. Court of Appeals threw out the, the Democrat rigged uh, redistricting plan, opened it up, and then Lee Zeldin runs a close race. And as a result of that, we pick up four seats. We dominated in Florida okay, uh, because DeSantis ran a, a strong race. So where we had weak top of the ticket, even though nationwide we had more votes, we lost, we lost all the, almost all the close races, races that historically you'd win when you had a president who, was, who you know, has messed up an account, destroyed an economy, where crime's out of control, where the border's out of control, where we're embarrassed by Afghanistan. Biden is still hugely unpopular. Uh, that didn't translate into Republican victories in the House or the Senate. How do you feel about this runoff coming up uh, about two weeks in Georgia? Uh, listen, you'd rather have 51 than 50. We know all that. So it is an important race still. Uh, seems very difficult to handicap. But based on all these other races, which end up in runoffs or recounts, we seem to lose every single one of them. So, so how so do you I feel about 50 that? Really, 50 really is important because what 50 does, it gives you a tie in the committees, okay? So therefore, you can stop a lot of bad things. It forces Schumer to bring it to the floor. You get 51, and they can run roughshod. Plus, with 50, all you need is Mansion to kind of be on the other side. Right. You know that that's not of great comfort to me. But but, but uh, you know you need you know uh, Mansion and Cinema to say no, and all those things. But again, it's the committee piece, which is I know it's get a little kind of you know too inside politics here. But if you got a tie, what you get is a tie in the committee, which means you can stop at that anything at that point, force it to go to the floor. A lot harder to get to the floor, get something done on the floor in the Senate. Typically, you need 60, except what they call reconciliation. Uh, it, it, it makes a huge difference. The problem, Sid, is you're right. You know, for, uh, that, that's I, to, to tell the average person about why 50-50 is critically important in, you know, in, in Senate committees is not as powerful as the Democrats saying, hey, it's already been decided. We already have a majority. You know, why show up? 
Mm. And so I do worry about that. I do worry that that the incentive the Democrats, you know, at this point, have, have we has a little air come out of that tire. If it has, we lose. Uh, and and uh, and and Walker did well again. My top of the ticket theory, Kemp. You know, Kemp ran a fabulous race. I think I think Herschel benefited from that. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that you know, how that plays out. Will you will you win a, run a good race and you have someone at the top, you know, helping you get across? It, it makes a difference. I got to tell you, Mehmet Oz, I would believe would be in the Senate today if Mastriano didn't lose by fifteen points. Yeah, he got killed. I had him on. He's actually a very good guy. He's a war hero, Mastriano. Yeah, he served yeah, everywhere. You know, in in New Hampshire, uh, Bolduck, you know, a good guy, you know, you know, a hero, war hero. But he gets crushed, and then when we lose, you know, any, any you know, the, the house seats in that area. So, top of the ticket makes a difference. And you know, without Camp running this time, I'm concerned. I just, I just hope our folks come out because it's really important for the future of the country. Uh, the, the good news about Nancy Pelosi being retired is that we have put an end to uh, the, the trillion dollar. Uh, yeah reconciliation packages to, to uh, Biden tax increases to Green New Deals being stuck in, inside, you know, some reconciliation package. So we put an end to all that by having retiring Nancy Pelosi, but having a, you know, a Senate that doesn't allow them to kind of do what they need to do on judges, on appointments, et cetera, it makes a big difference for, for the, you know, the direction of this country. Let's stay with the House, talking about Pelosi. Uh, McCarthy has vowed, if he gets that position, to, to do some big stuff, get rid of Swalwell, get rid of uh, Omar in that Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, get rid of Adam Schiff, who's really a disaster. Now, yesterday, he was talking about impeaching Mayorkas, and eventually Biden's name will come up, too. Now, Peter King told me moments ago, listen, I'm not for impeachment. I understand Mayorkas has not done his job, or Biden. I'm not for impeachment. How would you feel about that? I'm not for impeachment either. I'm, I'm, I'm for, I'm for uh, taking a close look. I'm for investigating. I'm for, you know, accountability. Uh, so, so folks need to be held accountable, and we need to kind of shine a light. That's what McCarthy can do, shine a light on, on the, the fact is the border is out of control. And Mayorkas is as yet to, it's, it's stunningly out of control. Millions coming into this country uh, with, with a reckless abandon. Uh, but, but I'm not for impeachment. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think in the end, election have consequences. Uh, there'll be another a chance for an election to have consequences in 2024 and get rid of Biden and get rid of his whole crew. Uh, so, so what the you know the House can do is they can provide accountability. We can we can kind of look at the terrible things that the that the this administration has done, uh, and and then shine the, the a light on that. And in the end, you know you get accountability. But I believe you get that's kind of where Norm Coleman comes from. I believe you get it in the next election. Uh, it, it's it's I, I worry about you know our side takes power we impeach them. Obviously, you know they do it. I mean, but but because they do it doesn't mean that we do it. Uh, let's let's use the power of the House to shine a light on the bad things that have happening. Hopefully, put an end to that. Uh, do a few things such as you know get Ilhan Omar, you know who's a, who's an anti-Semite, get her off foreign relations. Uh, get get uh, what's his name? Schiff. So, so, so well. so oh, Swalwell and Schiff. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? He, he's on the Intel Committee. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy sleeping with Chinese spies, and, and, and he, right? And he's on the Intel Committee. Help me. Uh, so I think mean, those things you can do. I think the public will understand that. I'm not a big impeachment guy. Okay. Let's wrap this up in a nice little bowl where we started. We started with you and I being little boys at Grandma Flory's house, your father, my father. And uh, when you were that age, Norm Coleman, uh, you looked up to guys like Jim Katkavich, Y.A. Tittle, Andy Robustelli. But yet now you've lived in Minnesota all these years, and you started to give me this bubble mantra about the Vikings last week. And last I checked, 
the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I know, but but no, no, but no, no, but but the last I checked, the Dallas Cowboys went to Minnesota and beat your Vikings by thirty-seven points on Sunday. So I noticed no Viking references so far today, Norm. Well, listen, the bubble was birth both for the Viking for the Vikings and the New York teams last week. Okay, so let's let's say and 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 so listen, Sid, I must admit, with with the Vikings, that's simply you know par for the course. I mean, they they. You know, historically, come yeah, on. It's true. I mean, yeah. whether it's, you know, four Super Bowls, whether whatever it is, they just kind of, you know, come up and boom, the, the bubble gets burst. But New York, I thought actually something was happening. I, I thought I thought there was another miracle on, no. no. you know, ha- about to happen, and boom, that got no. taken care of. You see of. how badly hey. Dallas beat Minnesota on Sunday? Guess what? The Giants have the Cowboys tomorrow. It may look eerily similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and listen, I, the, the Irish play USC, okay? That's a great game to watch. Oh, yeah. And, uh, your yeah. audience may not know. My daughter went to Notre Dame. Yes. Your nephew went to Notre Dame. Your yes. Cousin went to, your cousin, that's my nephew. Yeah. My, went, went, to know, you know, went to Notre Dame. Uh, and uh, I think they have a good chance of. Uh, oh, that's a tough USC game. Uh, and we went for yeah. dinner last night. Danielle and I went out for dinner last night with your friend, Congressman Peter King, at an Italian restaurant on Long Island. And he actually wore a Notre Dame shirt because he went there with Regis yeah. Philbin many years ago. So. All right, go, 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 right. So last thing said, I'll hear you is we're going to have 35 folks at our house for Thanksgiving. Oh, so. that's nice. Please give my love to everybody, Laurie, and everybody. Everybody's back. It's it's, uh, it's a good thing. Uh, put put COVID in the rearview uh, you know, mirror, and uh, let's start moving forward. You mean you're not going to have people taking COVID tests at the door and wearing masks yeah. and all that stuff? Yeah, I think we'll require them to wear masks <laughs> when they once they're inside. Yeah. <laughs> Norm, I love Hell no. you. Hell I, no, I, I love you. Enjoy the holiday. Thank you so Thank much. You. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. You're yeah. the best. Bye. He is Bye. great. He is so good. My cousin. That's my first cousin, folks. What a terrific guy. Norm Coleman. Eight years as the mayor in St. Paul, Minnesota. Won that Senate position when he beat uh, Wellstone in Minnesota. Ran for governor. Gave Jesse Ventura a tough race. Ran for Senate again. Gave Al Franken a tough race. Best friends with Bush 43. Trump loves him. Leads a Republican Jewish coalition. Is back and forth to Israel with Bibi Netanyahu every week. Very impressive guy. My first cousin, Norm Coleman. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.